a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Just after 2 o'clock, there will be a press conference of sorts hosted by the Utah Hospital Association. Participating will be representatives from Intermountain Healthcare, Mountain Star Healthcare, Stewart Healthcare, and University of Utah Health. What are they talking about? It is a new push to encourage all Utahns to wear a mask. No, I, I, I know. I talk about the, the masks far too often. I know. Please don't roll your eyes. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to learn more details about why this is important. And to hear from these organizations in particular is important for two reasons. First, they are the ones who are receiving the individuals who require hospitalization when they come down with this coronavirus. That's number one. Number two stems from... That memo we got our hands on from Dr. Dunn a few days ago. And it is her assertion that Utah's healthcare system is, if we remain on this current trajectory, reaching its capacity. She states, quote, IHC is reporting they will run out of conventional ICU capacity in some hospitals in July. Well, uh, in about... 10 minutes or so, we will be finding out exactly what that looks like and what preparations are being made by the hospitals of Utah as the Hospital Association delivers commentary uh, and delivers information on this new information uh, and this new initiative, hashtag MaskUpUtah. That will be all under the direction of Greg Bell, who leads the Utah Hospital Association. You know that name. He served uh, as uh, lieutenant governor for a time here in the state. So we're looking forward to that. That's good, important information. Uh, I beg you to stay tuned as we uh, monitor that and bring you the details which emerge. Now, I want to turn my attention away from the coronavirus. Okay, you got that? We're, we're, we're taking a break from coronavirus. Thank goodness, right? And now we're going to talk about CHOP. Yeah, CHOP. CHOP or Chaz, or whatever it is you want to call what is happening in Seattle, Washington right now, continues. Yeah, it's still happening. There is a portion of Seattle, Washington, a six-block radius, where protesters and demonstrators have barricaded themselves in, and under the direction of the mayor of the city, they have, police, have withdrawn themselves from the area. When this first all started, uh, we talked about it here on this radio program. My greatest fear was that if this were to continue unchecked, that, uh, you know, this type of behavior is contagious. And there was a good chance that we would see copycat stuff. We heard of a few efforts to do so. I think for the most part, those efforts were quelled. 
What we haven't seen, thankfully, here in Utah is a similar effort. Can you imagine? They try something like that. Where, where would they go? Yeah, like Washington Square or something like that? Occupy it. Well, when this was all starting and we first heard word of this, the, uh, the speculation by so many was, okay, well, you know that if the police withdraw that we're going to see an uptick in crime. And oh my gosh, how, how could you say that? How could you say that about these peaceful protesters who merely want to sit down and join together and have their voices heard? Yeah, how dare us, huh? How dare us this morning as we learn of another shooting near the chop zone leaves a man wounded. Yeah, three people have been shot up there. There have been other crimes committed up there as well. And that's not me just drawn from Twitter. No, this is law enforcement responding to sexual assault, to violence. Yeah, it's a mistake what is happening up there. It's a mistake. It's terrible. It's awful. And for this type of behavior to spread would be disastrous for any state, any city which sees this type of behavior. Luckily now, luckily now, uh, those in charge are beginning to come to their senses before this attitude has spread. We're not out of the woods yet. You know, there could be still some out there uh, who would like to see these types of, uh, these encampments, or whatever you call them, established elsewhere. Maybe even here. Well, in Seattle, uh, the mayor said, uh, just yesterday, that police will return to the abandoned police building in the chop. Yeah, it was a sixth precinct, and uh, and she said, "Yeah, get get to, get the officers out of there." The Imagine impact. that. Protesters coming throughout the street uh, have taken over a place, and they have not only taken over city blocks, but they've taken over a police precinct. This is what the mayor has to say now. The impacts have increased, and the safety has decreased. Both on Saturday morning and last night, there were incidents of gun violence. And that escalating violence concerns me, Chief Best, residents, businesses, and the greater community. All of Capitol Hill has been impacted. Better late than never, I guess. Right? Better late than never. Well, I mean, tell that to the, uh, the gunshot victims. Uh, but <laughs> better late than never. The mayor is finally uh, coming to her senses, and she is going to, at least uh, in her words right there, uh, going to retake that chunk of the city, that chunk of her city. She's been elected to protect it and take care of it and care over it. And it was her policy to abandon six blocks of it. Well, the chief, chief of police, chief best, an African-American woman, she blames city council. She blames city council for some of the violence which has erupted in that crowd. She blames city council for banning tear gas and flashbangs and their use against a hostile crowd. A life might have been saved if not for the circumstances created by hasty legislation. You get that? The hasty legislation was the decision which came out of the city council. They banned the use of tools in the arsenal of law enforcement to protect communities. And the estimation of the chief there is that that move on the part of the city council may have cost life. Chief Best says she's not going to let this happen again. I cannot stand by, not another second, and watch another black man, or anyone really, die in our streets while people aggressively thwart the efforts of police and other first responders from rescuing them. CHOP is a joke and a lie. 
Chop is a joke and a lie. It was established under the guise of equality. It was established under the guise of rooting out systemic racism. Well, if that was the case, where'd that message go? Those participating have transformed their efforts not into advocating on behalf of uh, themselves uh, or others who may be victims of this systemic violence, but no, rather they have shifted their energies and their efforts to chaos. And I'm so glad the chief has this attitude, and I'm so glad that even though a little bit late, the mayor has come to her senses and said that police will return to that abandoned police building and restore law and order. We're going to take a break right now. I'm going to cool down. And when we come back, we're going to be paying attention to the Utah Hospital Association as they share information about the capacity of hospitals around the state as we continue to battle the coronavirus. That's ahead.